Hello, everyone. I am your host, Ruby Frankie. Welcome to another episode of the Connections Podcast, where we help you create joy in your life and relationships. Start your training today at connectionsclassroom.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Connections Coaching, or join our private Facebook group, Moms of Truth with Jody and Ruby. The world has love and lust very confused. In fact, they're, they're used synonymously, uh, love and lust, and that is not possible. This is why this is why love is so confused. This is why sometimes we we're in a loving a loving relationship, yet there's so much turmoil. There's so much hatred, and it's like, how can there be so much, um, you know, confrontation and chaos and hurt? inside a loving relationship. Well, once you understand what lust is, it will start to make sense to you how that is possible. It's not. (laughs) And that's because lust is in there. So what is love? Love is one of those, it's one of those definitions that there have been people who've spent lifetimes trying to define. They've written books on it. In fact, the Greeks came up with a category system where they compartmentalized love into um, different types or different styles of love. Um, they've, they came up with um, eros after the Greek god of love, and that's the passionate love. And then they came up with philia, um, which is the um, very friendly, um, um, very familiar affection. And then they came up with the storga, which is the familial love between a child and a parent or between a grandparent and a grandchild. And then there's agape, which was the universal love where um, I just have love for all mankind. And and then, uh, you know, we, we still try to categorize that today with um, uh, the five love languages. So we're categorizing depending on what satiates or what satisfies. And, and so no one's quite gotten it right. <laughs> because no one's separated lust from love. And so so you can't really wrap your fingers around the definition. Love knows no bounds. So to put love into categories by itself cannot be true because you can't put walls up on love and say, my love looks like this. You must serve me in a certain way um, I I will admit, I used to think my love language was um, Kevin talking to me and um, doing the dishes and vacuuming. I will feel love when you wash the dishes and talk to me for at least an hour and, um, you know, vacuum the floors. Then I'll feel love. And, and what I'm doing is I'm putting boundaries up saying this. This is my compartment of love and you have to show up a certain way. And, and so that that didn't seem right. I, that That wasn't quite... <laughs> defining what love was. Um, Love is a principle. Okay, so there's a definition for you of truth. Love is a principle, which means there is truth, there are facts, there is eternal, um, it's eternal. And and because it's eternal, vacuuming the floors can't be love for me. what if, what if all of a sudden I, I didn't have floors to clean? Does that mean I can't feel love anymore? What if what if all of a sudden um, I didn't have dishes? Does that mean I couldn't feel love anymore? 
it, I mean, it sounds ridiculous when I, when I express it this way, but of course not, of course not. So my definition of love is still not quite accurate. Love is eternal. Love is a principle. I've also heard love categorized into sections of intimacy where you can have uh, physical intimacy, which would include uh, sexual inter interactions. Um, I've heard it uh, broken into experiential intimacy where, you know, maybe a husband and wife, they, they like to do photography together and, and they go camping and find all kinds of beautiful sites and that's what they really enjoy doing. Um, but then the rest of their marriage is, is not intimate. Like you can have intimacy just by what you're doing. Um, I've heard it categorized into spiritual intimacy and emotional intimacy, which which is all distortion. I, I know of a couple who did um, uh, marathons together and on the outside, it looked like they had a lot of enjoyment and love together. Well, come to find out, there, there was a lot of distortion in their marriage. There was a lot of lust in their marriage. And they weren't having intimacy by doing these um, exercising together. It was a distraction from all of the lust going on at home. There was chaos. There was fighting. There was um, hatred. There was a lot of, um, a lot of distortion. And so they would go and do these marathons as a distraction. But to everyone on the outside, they would say, oh, they really love each other. Look at how much time they're spending together. So it is not possible to compartmentalize your relationships and say, well, I love you here, but I don't love you there. Love comes from within. Love comes within me. And if I really have love in my heart, if I am embodying principles of truth, then it's going to come out in everything I do. Do you remember the salt and the sugar analogy I've used? If I have love inside of me, it's going to permeate to everyone I touch. So if I have love in my heart, it's going to show up when I am being um, affectionate and friendly with you. It's going to show up when I am interacting with my with my child. It's going to show up when I'm interacting with my husband. And what is love? Love is the embodying. It's the embracing. It's the acting out of all eternal principles. Love is the summation of eternal principles of truth. It's, it's quite simple. It's, it's just not so easy to understand how to act out those those principles of truth. So let's name a few. There's um, the base is honest, responsible, and humble. There's gratitude. Grieving is actually a principle of truth. And I know that's not fun to feel, but grieving, um, perseverance, forgiveness, um, gratitude, faith, um, uh, hard work, accountability. Those are all principles of truth. Believe it or not, Having fun is not a principle of truth. Feeling good, it's not a principle of truth. We use love so, so broadly it, that the real term love has been lost. The real meaning of love has been lost because, you know, I, I, I might say, oh, I love that lipstick shade. Where did you get that lipstick color? <laughs> I like lipstick colors. And, 
And I'll find myself saying that like, oh, what? where did you get that lipstick shade? Um, I love those toenails. I love Corvettes. Oh, I love brownies. Oh, I love that ice cream flavor. Could you get the <laughs> brownies on the moon? And what I'm really saying is I want, that's what I'm saying. I want the Corvette. I want brownies on the moon. I want that lipstick shade. It's I take, I want. You see how I'm taking to get? Um, I've heard so many, oh, and it breaks my heart when I hear this. I hear so many wives say, yeah, when I have sex, I'm just thinking of the grocery list. I'm thinking of what needs to be done tomorrow. I'm just thinking, are you done yet? So that that's not love. You're not sharing love. And then they'll say, but I have to because that's the only way my husband feels love. Oh, oh, that's so sad. That's so sad. That's so not true. And and your poor husband, he's so numb that the only thing that's waking him up is something that's super arousing because he's just asleep. And 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 the wife is is she she's not understanding how how love works, and so there's both of you are confused, and and both of you need principles of truth to get out. Both of you are capable of feeling love. Both of you are are um, capable of embracing principles of truth and enacting them and embodying them. And so hopefully, if you have felt this in your marriage, and I know I have you will get some help. You will get, um, you will get to the truth. Here's another definition for you. Love is an invitation that brings another closer to God. So anytime you go into an interaction with another person, here's, here's a question you can ask yourself. You can say, will this interaction that I'm about to participate in invite the person in front of me to become closer to God? Or if, if you don't um, believe in a higher power, you can ask this. You can say, will this um, choice that I'm about to engage in, will this bring this person in front of me closer to truth? What is truth? Truth is reality. Truth is staying in the moment, staying in the present with another person. Do you like what you're hearing so far? Make sure you never miss a show by subscribing to our podcast now. Or go to connectionsclassroom.com and click Transform with Jody. Have you ever had a really grieving experience where you had loss in your life and someone was, you could tell on the other side of you, attempting to love you, but just didn't know how? I had this experience. I have had five miscarriages in my life. And on the, the third miscarriage I had, I lost the baby halfway through the pregnancy. And I had gone into the hospital and I was absent for a few weeks and then came back um, to church one day and I was in the bathroom and I came out of the stall and I was washing my hands and another lady came up to me and she said, and, and I was very familiar with her and I knew in her heart, she was attempting to love me the best that she knew how, uh, but she didn't know what love was. Why? Because she tried to take me out of reality. She said, oh, I heard about you losing the baby. I am so sorry. But you know, you can always try again. You can always try to have another one. And my heart just like sunk. <laughs> when she said, I'm so sorry, I, I thought, oh, we're going to connect here. And then she said, but you can always try to have another one. You can always try again. And I just went, oh, why? Because she didn't stay in the present with me. 
It would have been so much more loving had she just stayed in the in the grief, in the sorrow, in the ugliness of what I had been through. And instead, she was attempting to pull me out. Why? Because she was uncomfortable. And this is why grief is a principle of truth. This is why uh, repentance is a principle of truth. This is why staying in the sorrow with another person, sorrow is a principle of truth. And so loving, loving is staying in the reality. So if I am interacting with my spouse and I really do have on my mind what's going on tomorrow, I, I'm, I'm stressed about money and I don't know how we're going to make ends meet. And my husband comes and says, I can't feel love without sex, babe. And then I'm just like, okay, I'm not staying in the reality. I'm not being honest. I'm being deceptive instead of staying in the present, staying honest, telling my husband where I am mentally, where I am emotionally, and, and the husband's not being honest either. Because in order for a husband to feel loved, he has to embrace principles of truth. And love, here, here's, here's another definition of love for you. Love is a solo act. Love requires only you. You don't need another person to show up in a certain way in order for you to express love. It is possible for one person to love another and, and the other person not receive it. So anytime someone says, I need you in order for me to feel love or I need you in order for me to show love, that person is, is confused at, at best and, and at worst is manipulating. So, so there, there is distortion there, whether they're aware of it and they probably aren't, or if they are aware of it, they're being very deceptive. So let me give you a visual. I know visuals are always helpful for me when I'm um, thinking about principles because it's, 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 it can be really nuanced and, and really layered. And, and sometimes it's hard to really like grasp. So think of love as a blanket. That's easy. Um, being comforted by pulling a blanket around you. I know I love doing that, um, especially when I'm seeking for comfort. Pull a blanket around me. And if blanket is love, then the individual threads that weave the blanket and interlock the blanket into one, one great whole are principles of truth. So you take these principles of truth that are, you know, honest, responsible, humble, forgiving, gratitude, hard work, perseverance, and you weave them tightly together, then you get love. Now, what happens if um, honesty, like I'm all those things, but I'm not honest. Well, now I'm compartmentalizing, which is distorted. So if I was to start, you know, if I was to pull one of those threads out, I, I can't stay together. That the, There's no love there. There's manipulation. So you, you must have principles of truth in order to, to feel love, in order to offer love. Love has a motive that is pure. Love has a motive that doesn't want anything from the other person. If I took my child out to ice cream and said, I'm taking you out to ice cream because I love you, and then I don't have any expectations on the other end of it, that could be done in truth. But if I take my child out for ice cream and I say, I'm taking you out to ice cream because I love you. And then we get home and the child doesn't clean up their room. And I say, oh, but I took you out to ice cream today. Hmm. 
and your room's a mess and you didn't clean it up, but I bought you ice cream. I'm not really loving my child. I'm manipulating my child. That's very manipulative. And, and, and this is why love gets so confusing in today's world is because so many people use manipulation and call it love. So a filtering question moving forward is, am I wanting something from this other person by showing up the way I'm showing up? Am I offering this person my love and I expect them to respond? I expect them to return. I expect them to do the same for me. If I have expectations like that on the other end, then it's manipulation and it's not love. That when I learned about this, I was um, both empowered because I realized I don't need anybody around me in order for me to feel love. I don't need anyone else to show up in a certain way in order for me to express love. And it was also sad because you realize many people, when they learn this, they realize, I don't know if I've ever had a truly loving relationship before. I don't know if I've ever had someone truly love me without expectations on the other end. Or I don't know if I've ever loved someone without wanting something from them. It's, it's both empowering and grieving. Love is never possessive. Love never wants you. Love never takes something from you. Love never holds you hostage. Love never keeps you um, in a certain role. Love extends beyond bounds. Love extends to everyone when you have in your heart principles of being honest, truly honest, responsible, and vulnerably humble. Uh, one of the characteristics of love is vulnerability, being vulnerable. Uh, that's probably why many people feel love when they do have long conversations with their spouses. Uh, vulnerability, um, that this is probably why a lot of people get uh, the sexual experience confused for love too, because it's a very vulnerable place to be. So it makes sense why people would say, well, I feel love when I'm having sex or I feel love when I um, hold my spouse's hand and we walk the beach for an hour. That makes sense. Why? Because you're being vulnerable. Here's what you're missing. You cannot just have love in that one interaction. Love is an outcome. Here's another definition for you. Love is an outcome of living honest, responsible, and humble, which means you will inevitably have vulnerability inside of your experiences because being honest requires vulnerability. Walking the beach, it, it you can be vulnerable, but you're not just going to live a life of dishonesty and, and not humble and then show up on the beach and you're walking for an hour and all of a sudden you're honest and responsible. That would be compartmentalized and that's not possible. And so, yes, you can feel love in a sexual exchange between husband and wife only if what you're bringing to the table is also honest, responsible, and humble. You cannot be yelling at the kids. You can't be um, irresponsible at work and lying to your spouse and then have sex and think that you're feeling love. You're, you're, you're feeling distracted and you're feeling satiated. You're not feeling love because if you're being dishonest, 
and then to turn around and have this loving exchange. It's, it's not possible. That's compartmentalized. And love, like I said, knows no bounds. So you can't just say, well, I will feel love in this boundary space. No. Lust also knows no bounds. And so again, go back and watch that video. But lust knows no bounds either. This is why you see lust going crazy. This lust is coming at our kids. Why? Because they have no bounds. Lust will go after a child. Lust will go after a toddler, a baby. It's, it's so sad. And this is why you need to know the difference between love and lust. It will save your relationships. It will bring joy to your life. It will bring satisfaction. You, it will bring fulfillment. Love cures and heals all. Love is principles. Love is truth. Love is staying in the reality and, and acknowledging the reality and, and being willing to be vulnerable in the reality. When you live in reality, you are vulnerable. And that is the bedrock of love. Thank you so much for listening to the Connections podcast today. Share this podcast with your family and friends. And if you have not already subscribed, please subscribe to this podcast. You can find on-demand and live training at connectionsclassroom.com to help you create joy in your life and relationships. You can also find parenting support in our private Facebook group, Moms of Truth with Jody and Ruby. I'm your host, Ruby Frankie, and thanks for listening.